Okay, so today we'll uh, take a look at chapter 28. And the main focus there is that the choices uh, that we make uh, have consequences. And in verses uh, one and two, we see what is the choice uh, that is given to the Israelites or what is the decision that they have to make or what is the commitment that we ha they have to make and what is the impact of the choice that is made. And in verses uh, three to 14, we see the blessings uh, that follow uh, based on the good choices. And 15 to 68, uh, which is a fairly long section uh, that speaks about the curses uh, that will follow uh, when they are disobedient. And we can also see whether uh, they translate uh, to us uh, today uh, in terms of the choice, uh, in terms of the blessings, and in terms of the curses, or are these not relevant for us? So we'll take a look at that. Yeah. Okay, so we'll start with uh, verses uh, one and two, uh, which uh, looks at the choice uh, that is given to the people of Israel. And uh, we see the word if, and if is, uh, when we see the word if, we know that it is a conditional word and depends on the choice that we make, uh, it will determine the consequence. Okay, so uh, in these two verses, we see uh, what is the secret uh, of inheriting the blessings. Uh, for the people of Israel, and it's given to them uh, in just these two verses. And it is consistent with what we've been learning uh, in the book of Deuteronomy in terms of the choices uh, that we make uh, will determine the blessings. So here it says, uh, if you would hear in verse one, if they would hear and if they would observe uh, all the commands uh, which the Lord has given them, uh, then we can see that the blessings uh, will follow. So in other words, uh, if they hear and obey, uh, they will be blessed. And the blessings would be uh, such that it would be visible to all the nations uh, around them. And the Lord will set them up on high above all the nations of the earth. So it's a very simple command, but obviously uh, it is not something easy to follow. Uh, we have trouble uh, hearing from the Lord. Uh, we have trouble uh, obeying God's commands, and we also have trouble uh, fully obeying all that the Lord asks us to obey. So in verses 3 to 14, uh, we see uh, what are some of the blessings uh, that are given uh, to the people of Israel. Uh, if they choose to hear the word of God, uh, to obey the word of God, and also to practice uh, complete uh, obedience. Yeah, so that's a long list of blessings uh, that are given to the people of Israel. And obviously the list of blessings uh, is not complete, uh, but the point uh, is clear that if they choose to obey the Lord and obey all his commands, then they will experience uh, the favor of God and they would come out uh, higher than all the uh, other nations. And so that those are the blessings we see. So these are some of the blessings uh, that are listed for us. And we know that all of these blessings are material blessings. So once they enter the promised land, uh, if they are consistent uh, in their walk with God in terms of hearing and listening and obeying, uh, all of these blessings are given to them. So we see a long list. Uh, in verse 3, we see that they would be blessed uh, in the city and in the field. And verses four and five say that they would be blessed uh, uh, in terms of the fruit of the womb, also in terms of the harvest, and also in terms of the land. 
And uh, it says they would be blessed uh, when they're coming in and also when they're going out. So that could refer to their travels or it could refer to the transactions uh, that they do. And verse seven says they would be blessed uh, in the battlefield. And it says that the enemy will come in one way, but it will be dispersed uh, in seven ways. So they will not be able to overcome the people of Israel. Uh, if they follow the Lord, the Lord will give them victory uh, in the battlefield. And in verse 8, again, we see blessing in everything that they do. So it speaks about the storehouses, and it says they would be blessed uh, in everything that they set their hand upon. And we know that that was true uh, in case of Joseph. Uh, we see that the Lord's hand was upon him. And whatever he did, we see that uh, Lord's favor was upon him. And through him, uh, many were blessed. In the same way, uh, if the people of Israel, if they're obedient uh, to the Lord, not only will they be blessed, but because of them, uh, many others would be blessed. And the Lord will use them as a channel of blessing. So that is how we see our lives as believers. Uh, if you are faithful to the Lord, uh, even though we might be uh, working in a setting which is not very spiritual, but through our life and through our testimony and through our commitment to the Lord, God's favor is on our life. And through us, uh, the people who are working with us or people who are around us, uh, they are also blessed. And in verse 9, it says they would be blessed uh, as a holy people, where the Lord will establish them uh, as a holy people unto himself. And that is one of the themes uh, that we see in the book of Deuteronomy, that the Lord has chosen them uh, with a specific purpose, uh, that they should be a nation that is separated from all the other nations. And the way we uh, separate ourselves uh, from the world uh, is not based on the riches or based on the status or anything else. Uh, it is simply based uh, on the spirit of holiness. So it is the holiness uh, that separates us uh, from the world uh, more than anything else. And here the Lord is telling them that if they are obedient, uh, they would be uh, a holy people unto uh, himself, in verse 9. And in verse 10, it says they would be an exalted nation uh, of the Lord. And all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be uh, afraid of thee. And again, when we go to the book of Joshua, we see that uh, people are afraid uh, of the people of Israel because they know that they belong to the Lord and they have seen the victories that God has given them. And because of that, there is a fear uh, that is among them. And verse 11 uh, continues on the same thing, that they would be prosperous uh, in the fruit of the body, fruit of the cattle, and fruit of the ground in the land which the Lord swore unto the fathers. And verse 12, again, speaks about blessing. It says, blessed uh, in terms of treasures, the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, uh, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land, uh, in a season. So obviously rain is very important and timely rain uh, is important for the harvest and for the field, for the cattle and also for the people. But we know that it is God who controls the elements 
from heaven. And here the promise is given that if they are obedient, they will also enjoy the Lord's favor uh, in terms of the rain and everything else that it controls. And, and again, in verse 12, it says, the Lord will bless uh, all the work uh, of thine hand. So that's a great blessing to have when we experience the blessing of God in everything that we do. Uh, so in a way, we can say that uh, everything that we touch uh, becomes a blessing uh, because God's favor is upon our life. And the only way we can have God's favor, as we read in these verses, uh, is to be obedient uh, to God and to fully obey his commands. And verse 13 says they would be they would lend to many nations. Sorry, this also in verse 12, it says where they would be lend, lending to many nations and they will not be borrowing, which means they would have enough uh, surplus that they're able to take care of their needs. But beyond that, they're also able to lend to other nations or to others who are in need. And verse 13 uh, speaks about uh, elevation that the Lord will make them the head or the Lord will make them the leaders and they will not be the tail or at the bottom of the line and they would be above and not uh, beneath. And it ends with the same statement, if thou would hearken or listen unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. So that is how verse 1 begins, that if they hearken to the word of God, and if they observe, and if they do, <laughs> they would be blessed. And that's how the section of verses. Uh, verse 14 says, Thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day, uh, to the right or to the left, or to go after other gods uh, to serve them. So the Lord is expecting uh, complete uh, obedience. And he is also expecting that they would have complete uh, allegiance uh, to him and not to other gods. So there should be no idolatry uh, in their life if they are expecting blessings uh, from God. So that is uh, verse 1 through 14 that speaks about some of the blessings uh, that the people of Israel can enjoy in all areas of their life uh, in the promised land. And all of them are. Uh, material blessings, as we can see. And we see that when we come uh, to the New Testament, uh, the rules uh, for receiving God's blessings uh, have not changed. So even today, uh, if we want to enjoy the blessings of God, uh, we need to hear God's word. We need to observe and do uh, what he asks us to do. So in Luke eleven twenty eight, uh, it says, but he said, a Blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. And looking back uh, in our own lives, we can see that we experience uh, the blessings of God uh, when we are obedient to him. And when we are not uh, obedient to him, we also see that the blessings or the favor of God uh, is not uh, on our life. And instead of blessings, uh, we see chastisement. Uh, instead of blessings, we see uh, losses uh, in our life. And in John 9.31, it says, Now we know that God uh, heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, uh, him he heareth. So this speaks about the connection between prayers uh, being answered or not, 
And again, we are told here uh, very clearly that when we do God's will, and if there is no sin in our life, then the Lord will uh, hear our prayers and we will be able to see the Lord's hand working in our life. But as it was told the people of Israel, uh, God expects a complete and immediate uh, obedience. So when the Lord asks us to do something, uh, he expects us to do it 100%. And he also expects us to do it uh, immediately without any hesitation. But oftentimes uh, in our life, we see uh, delayed uh, obedience. We tend to uh, delay uh, making that decision or making the choice, which is uh, consistent with the word of God. And oftentimes we are not willing to obey fully. We obey the parts uh, that are easy or we obey the parts that we are able to do. And we tend to have partial obedience. So when there is delayed or partial obedience, uh, we would also miss out on God's full blessings. And we also see that when we come to the New Testament, the blessings are not uh, material, uh, they are more uh, spiritual. So what we read uh, from the book of Deuteronomy was material blessings. But in the New Testament, when we obey the Lord and follow him, the emphasis uh, is not on material blessings. Uh, even though God can bless us uh, with material things, but the focus is always on spiritual blessings. And these are just some verses, uh, like when we went through the book of Ephesians uh, in verse chapter one and verse three, it says, we are able to enjoy all spiritual blessings uh, in Christ Jesus. So all the blessings that we receive uh, in the New Testament uh, is made possible because of the relationship that we have uh, with uh, Lord Jesus Christ. And then it speaks about heavenly inheritance uh, through Christ. So uh, in the book of Deuteronomy, it doesn't speak about heaven and so on, because the focus is on the promised land and the blessings of the promised land. But when we come to the New Testament, uh, our focus uh, is shifted uh, to the heavenly inheritance that the Lord has kept for us. Uh, which is uh, incorruptible and which has been prepared, uh, especially for us. And when we go to Matthew chapter 5, 6 and 7, uh, the, the Sermon on the Mount, and in chapter 5, it speaks about the Beatitudes. And again, it speaks about different ways uh, in which we can enjoy the blessings, uh, even though it seems very counter uh, to what the world says, but the Lord says we can enjoy and be blessed if we do certain things. So we have gone through the book of Ephesians and we've also gone through the Sermon on the Mount and the greatest uh, gift or the greatest blessing uh, that is promised to us in the New Testament, uh, blessed is the one whose sins are forgiven from Romans uh, chapter four, uh, seven through nine. And again, in New Testament, the focus is on the kingdom of God and his righteousness. As we read in Matthew 6, 33, uh, if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things uh, shall be added unto you. So we need to make that distinction between the book of Deuteronomy and the New Testament, that obedience uh, would lead to spiritual blessings. And obviously the Lord can add more blessings to that, but the emphasis is on spiritual blessings uh, and heavenly inheritance. And in Ephesians 1, uh, it speaks about some of the spiritual blessings. 
like the election, predestination, uh, redemption, the mystery being revealed, uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit, and all of that uh, leading to a worship experience uh, that is based on uh, understanding. And we talked about election, so we'll just uh, very briefly. So when we speak about, think about election, uh, it is God calling. And we see that God calls uh, certain people with a special call, like when he called Moses uh, to deliver the people of Israel. Uh, we can say that that is a special call. And again, uh, we have a choice. We can either accept or reject uh, God's uh, special call in our life. And at the same time, there is a universal call that is given to everyone, uh, which is the message of the gospel. And again, the choice is given to us. We can either accept or reject. So again, our choice uh, determines our destiny. Our choice determines our final blessing, uh, as we have seen in Deuteronomy. And God uh, does not reject sinners. Uh, it is the sinners who choose to reject God. So oftentimes, uh, people may debate that God has already chosen uh, the people that would serve him or the people who would come to know him. But the choice is uh, given to everyone, and it is the sinners who make that choice uh, to reject God. And 15 to 68 uh, is a fairly long section, so we may just uh, read a few verses here and there, but uh, it speaks about the curses or it is reverses uh, all the blessings uh, that we read in the first uh, 14 verses. And so verse 15 says, but it shall come to pass if thou will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, or if you are disobedient uh, to the voice of God and to observe all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses uh, shall come upon thee and overtake thee. So these are the curses that will uh, come uh, due to uh, disobedience or not willing to hear the voice of God and to observe and to do all his commandments. So Moses has already taught, taught the people of Israel uh, what they should be doing. Uh, he has taught them the Ten Commandments. He has taught them all the laws. But if they are not willing to follow those commands, then... Uh, the implication is that the curses will come upon them and it will overtake them. So it's a fairly long list. Uh, it's very hard to summarize all of these verses. But when we go through uh, this section, we see the curses, uh, they impact uh, all the areas. So firstly, we see that there is a reversal. Uh, in verses three to six, uh, we see we saw some blessings, like blessed shall be thy basket and thy and I store in verse 5. And when we look at compare verse 5 with verse 17, uh, it flips those blessings uh, into curses. It says, Cursed uh, shall be thy basket and thy store. So it tells us that our choices uh, have major consequences. So just by the decision that we make, uh, we are able to flip uh, the blessings uh, into a curse. Uh, as we see when we compare verses 3 to 6 uh, with verses uh, 16 through 19. And in the same way, uh, it says, Cursed shall thou be in the city, and cursed uh, shall thou be uh, in the field, uh, which is 
the opposite of what we see in verse three, which says, blessed shall thou be in the city and blessed shall thou be uh, in the field. So just by comparing these two portions, uh, we can see that uh, the choices that we make uh, have serious uh, consequences. And even as we saw last week, uh, in, uh, we read about the narrow way and the broad way. So again, that's a choice that we make. And the narrow way uh, leads to the Lord and the broad way uh, leads to destruction. And going on uh, in verses 16 to 19, we see that uh, instead of uh, instead of blessing, there is a barrenness uh, of the womb, the field, and cattle. And earlier we saw that uh, it said in verse 4, that blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground and the fruit of the cattle. But when we are disobedient, uh, we see that those blessings are reversed. Uh, there is barrenness of the womb and whatever we sow, uh, we are not able to reap uh, any harvest, and the same thing is true for cattle. And verse 32 and 41 uh, speaks about the curse uh, on the children. Uh, even though we may have children, uh, it says that they would be sold uh, into slavery so that you won't be able to enjoy the children. So it says in verse 32, thy sons and thy daughters uh, shall be given unto another people, and thine eyes shall look and fail with longing for them uh, all the day long, and there will be no might uh, in thine hand. So that's again a very sad situation where the Lord is saying is that uh, I'm blessing you with children, but you won't be able to enjoy them uh, because of the disobedience uh, in your life. And, and again in verse uh, 41, it says, thou shalt uh, beget uh, sons and daughters, but you will not enjoy them, for they shall go into captivity. So we are able to see the blessing, but we are not able to uh, enjoy the blessing uh, because of disobedience. And the same thing happened uh, with uh, Moses. We know that because of his disobedience, uh, he was able to see the promised land, which was the blessing God wanted to give. But because of his disobedience, uh, he was able to see it but he was not able to enjoy it. And the same thing was true for all the people of Israel. Because of the lack of faith, uh, they were not able to enter the promised land. So many times in our life, uh, we are able to see the blessing, but we are not able to enjoy it because the Lord has taken it away uh, because of disobedience in our life. Uh, it could be in the relationships uh, that we have in this world uh, where we have the relationship, but we are not able to enjoy the blessing of the relationship uh, because there is a disobedience uh, in our life. And verse uh, 33 and 42, uh, again, uh, speaks about the destruction and loss of harvest uh, because of disobedience. So verse 33 says, the fruit of thy land and thy labors shall a nation which knoweth not uh, eat up, thou shalt be only oppressed and crushed always. So here again, it speaks that instead of enjoying an elevated status, uh, they would be oppressed and crushed, uh, like just like they were slaves uh, in Egypt. Uh, the Lord will reduce them to that same condition where uh, they would be oppressed. 
And 27 to 29 uh, speaks about different types of sickness uh, that they will have to deal with. And verse 27 says, the Lord shall smite thee with the botch of Egypt and with the emeralds and with the scab and with the itch. Uh, and 28 says, the Lord shall smite thee with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart. And it goes on. So again, all of these are uh, curses that will follow disobedience. And 25 and 26, uh, earlier we saw that they would be able to defeat the enemy. The enemy will come as one, but they will be dispersed in seven directions. But here we see the opposite in verse 25. The Lord will cause thee to be smitten before thine enemies. Thou shalt go out one way against them and flee seven ways uh, before them, and thou shalt be removed uh, into all the kingdoms of the earth, and the carcass shall be meat unto the falls of the earth. 43 and 44, we earlier saw that they would be the head and not the tail, but when we come to 43 and 44, it says the stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low, and again, it speaks about uh, other kingdoms and other nations uh, coming <clears throat> and ruling over the people of Israel uh, due to their uh, disobedience. And verse 44 says, uh, he shall lend to thee, and thou shalt not lend to him. Uh, he shall be the head, and thou shalt be the tail. <clears throat> so again, we saw the blessing where they would be able to lend, but because of their uh, disobedience, uh, they would be, sorry, they would be borrowers. They should be borrowers and not the lenders. And they would be the tail and not the head. And verse uh, 53 to 57, uh, it's very extreme. Uh, it speaks about uh, families uh, eating their own children or eating their own family members uh, because of the extreme uh, famine and extreme hunger. So when there is extreme poverty, we know that people do uh, all kinds of things, all kinds of crime that takes place uh, when people are desperate. Uh, and the same situation is seen here uh, in 53 to 57. Uh, due to extreme famine, people start eating their own family members. And 59 through 61 uh, speaks about some other plagues uh, that they saw in Egypt. Uh, and even though they have crossed Egypt and entered the promised land, uh, if they chose to disobey the Lord, uh, then in the same way as the Lord judged uh, Egypt, uh, he will judge the people of Israel, and they would see some of the plagues that Egyptians had to go through. So in verse 60, it says, Moreover, he will bring upon thee all the diseases of Egypt, which you were afraid of, and they shall cleave unto thee. Also, every sickness and every plague, which is not written in the book of the law, then will the Lord bring upon thee until you be uh, destroyed. So, uh, so sometimes we may make fun of our enemies and we may take pride that our enemy is being destroyed or they are being judged uh, by God. But we also have to look at ourselves. Uh, there might come a time uh, when we also slip away uh, from God's ways, and then God's uh, chastisement and God's punishment will also be upon us. 
So that is why the Bible always reminds us that we should not be self-righteous, uh, we should not be proud, and we should not judge others because God is going to use uh, the same yardstick to judge us, uh, just like he judged the enemies. And 62 and uh, 63, and we saw last week that the God blessed uh, the people of Israel and they multiplied as a nation. But here we see that they are being uh, decimated and they're also being scattered. And verse 62 says, and ye shall be left few in number, whereas you were as the stars of heaven for multitude. So that speaks about the extreme uh, change that takes place among the people of Israel. Uh, they had grown to be like the stars of multitude, but because of their disobedience, they were left a few in number or only the remnant uh, were left. And the same thing could happen to us. Uh, we may think uh, we are doing very good and everything is doing great, but just because of one act of disobedience, God can take away all of our blessings. And even though we may think we are like the stars of heaven, uh, which is a picture of extreme uh, prosperity, but if there is disobedience in our life, we know that God has the power to take away all our blessings in one shot. And not only that, we also see that the people of Israel, uh, even though they were a community uh, in the promised land, uh, because of their disobedience, uh, they were also scattered. So in verse uh, 64, it says, and the Lord shall scatter thee among all people from one end of the earth, uh, even unto the other. And there you will serve other gods, which neither thou nor your fathers have known, even wood and stone. So we see that they are uh, not only reduced in number, but whore is left. Uh, they are scattered around the world. So the community itself is completely uh, scattered. And verse 65 and 66 uh, speaks about restlessness, uh, fear, and sorrow, uh, which is caused by disobedience. It says, and among these nations shall thou find no ease or no rest, neither shall the sole of thy foot have rest, but the Lord shall give thee there a trembling heart and failing of eyes and sorrow of mind. So that terrible uh, situation or a terrible condition uh, to live our life in when we are always uh, restless or when we are always anxious and afraid or when we, <clears throat> when we are always uh, sorrowful. So that is not the condition that God wants uh, his people to live in. But when there is uh, disobedience uh, in our life, uh, we see that we go through a stage of restlessness, uh, anxiety, and sorrow caused by uh, sin. And 68 uh, speaks that they would go back to Egypt and they will try to sell themselves as slaves, but nobody would be willing to buy them. So their journey uh, started at Egypt and because of their disobedience, they come back to the same place uh, as slaves. So that is the power of sin, which can bring us back uh, into bondage. Uh, it can bring us back uh, to the pit from where the Lord took us out. So we need to be careful about even small sins in our life, uh, which can completely drag us down the wrong path and take away the blessings. And of course, all of these blessings uh, 
curses are uh, written for the people of Israel uh, when there is disobedience. And again, it is based on the covenant that God had with them, that if they obey, they will enjoy blessings. But if they disobey, they will be subject to the curses or the judgment. And historically, we see that all of these came true uh, in the people of Israel, uh, even as we read in the Bible. And, but oftentimes, uh, a small remnant uh, was spared, or they were not subject to all the punishment that uh, majority of people experience. And those who repented or those who were faithful to God, uh, they were spared from the extreme uh, punishment. And even today, that is the story. Uh, there might be nations who are being destroyed uh, because of the judgment of God, but those who are willing to repent of their sins, those who remain uh, faithful to God uh, till the end, uh, will not be subject to those punishments. And verse uh, 45 through 47 reminds us of the same thing, that the curses came upon them because they were not willing to hear the voice of God they were not willing to obey. And it also, in verse 47, it says, because thou served not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. So that can also indicate that they were, uh, they were forgetting uh, all the good things that the Lord has done for them. And they were living a life uh, of ungratefulness or discontentment and going after other gods. Uh, even though it was God who had blessed them uh, from taking them from Egypt to the promised land. So when we look at the curses, uh, we, uh, we understand that our God is a God of love, but he is also a God of justice. When God showers his blessing upon us, uh, it is because of his love. But at the same time, uh, when we disobey God, we see the other side of God, which is that he is a God of justice and he deals with sins uh, in a just way. And there is no partiality with God, as we saw in these curses, uh, just like the nation of Egypt uh, was subject to plagues uh, in the same way the people of Israel, uh, they were subject uh, to the same plagues or the same sickness. And also the curses, they remind us uh, of the, our fallen nature uh, and the need for God. So we know that we cannot fully obey God. We will always fall into sin. So that uh, reminds us uh, of our nature of being sinful, but also our need for God. And in the New Testament, uh, we see that we don't see curses, but we can say we experience uh, the chastisement of God, uh, which is designed to uh, convict us and bring us uh, back to God. So the intent uh, is not to condemn us uh, for our sins, but the intent is the Lord will chastise us uh, as believers uh, if we are living a life of disobedience. And the intent is to convict us of our sins and to bring us back uh, to God with a heart of repentance. And we see throughout the New Testament that God loves uh, the sinners he also loves the backslidden uh, believers, uh, even as the picture is given to us uh, in the prodigal son, uh, even though he went astray, uh, the Lord's desire was that he should come back home uh, with repentant heart. 
So that's where this chapter ends. And the emphasis is on if, which is a picture of conditional blessing. And as we read in Isaiah 1, 19, uh, blessings will follow obedience. If you are willing and obedient, uh, ye shall eat the good of the land. And the same thing is true in the New Testament. Uh, if there is sin in our life, uh, it will block our blessings. Uh, it will block our prayers and it will block the good things that the Lord wants to do with us. So sin, uh, anytime there is sin in our life, uh, it has to be dealt with uh, in the spirit of humility by confessing our sins. And we know that God will forgive us of our sins. Uh, he will restore the broken relationship and he will also restore uh, the blessings that we have lost due to sin. In and Isaiah 48, 18 uh, reminds us that uh, if we continue to ignore uh, the warnings of God, and that is why the people of Israel, they're constantly being reminded of the laws and the commands. But if they continue to ignore uh, God's warning, uh, the Bible says there will be no peace uh, in our life. <clears throat> so in NIV, it says in Isaiah 48, 18, uh, if only you had paid attention to my commands, uh, your peace would have been like a river, your well-being like the waves of the sea. And the same uh, is given to us as a promise and also as a warning. Uh, if we pay attention to the commands of God, we will be able to enjoy great peace uh, like a river. But when we go away from God's commands, we see that there is much uh, restlessness, much anxiety, and much sorrow and turmoil in our lives. And we'll end with this in Ezekiel 18.21. Uh, it reminds us there is always hope, uh, even though we read mostly curses uh, in Deuteronomy 28. In Ezekiel 18.21, it says, if the wicked will turn from all his sins that he has committed, and keep all my statutes, and do that which is lawful and right, uh, he shall surely live, uh, he shall not die. So even today, uh, if you are living a life of sin, uh, we are losing out on God's blessings, but we can always uh, turn to God, we can restore the broken relationship, and we can enter into the blessings that the Lord has kept for us. So we need to ask ourselves, uh, are we in the full enjoyment of God's blessings uh, in our life? Or is there some sin uh, that is blocking God's blessings? Uh, is there any sin that is blocking us from enjoying God's favor in our life? And if you see uh, any kind of blockage, or if you see uh, that we are not able to enjoy God's peace and God's joy in our life, then obviously uh, we need to search our hearts and see uh, if there is any hidden or sin in our life that, it, that we are committing. And if so, we need to set right things with God uh, so that we can enjoy his blessings and his joy and his peace. <clears throat> so that's what uh, this chapter reminds us uh, in chapter 28, that the choices uh, that we make uh, have consequences and God being God, he has given us the free will uh, to make a choice and that every uh, decision that we make, uh, we need to understand that we are making a choice. <clears throat> and if we make the right choice, then obviously it leads to blessing. And if we make the wrong choice, 
uh, it takes away the blessings or it puts us uh, into judgment. So that's what uh, chapter 28 is about. Uh, it reminds the people of Israel uh, that they are uh, given a choice uh, either to obey or to not obey the commands that the Lord has given them. And when they obey, uh, we see that they experience uh, much uh, material blessings uh, in the promised land. But when they disobey, we see a long uh, list of curses. And for us, uh, obedience uh, leads to spiritual blessings, not the material blessings. Although we often focus uh, on material blessings as an indication that God is pleased with us, but that is uh, not the right way of looking at it. Uh, if you are truly blessed, uh, we should be blessed uh, spiritually to say that God's favor is on our life. So we could be rich and successful as a Christian, but if we don't have the right uh, relationship with the Lord, uh, then God's favor is not on our life. So if you are enjoying a good relationship with the Lord, that's an indication of God's blessing. And as believers, when we go away from the Lord, we know that God will uh, chastise us with the intent of restoring that broken relationship. 